everybody. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to 55KRC, the talk station. This is Align Your Health, the radio show about maximizing your health um, with real solutions without drugs and surgery. And I'm sitting here with my beautiful bride, Ashley. Good morning. It is so good to be here. Absolutely. Every week, you know, we go back and um, and just, uh, you know, answer questions in the office and hear just feedback from the show. And it's just so neat to hear all of the things that people are taking away, the, the takeaways and the changes they're making. Um, just a reminder at any time during the show, um, if something that we um, speak to really sparks interest in you, if you're interested in coming into our office and getting checked or starting a relationship with a doctor who's going to be really concerned about your health, the phone number to call is 513-755-3583, and uh, we have some people standing by to answer those phone calls. Um, if for whatever reason you get uh, our answering machine, you want to talk to someone to schedule, um, don't hesitate to call back. A- again, we have uh, just a couple of people answering the phones. And then the other thing I really want you guys to do is go back and listen to past episodes um, on the uh, on the podcast that we want to make sure that you guys don't miss anything. So you can find us on um, iTunes. Uh, look up Align Your Health. Um, you can also find us at drryanlive.com. And uh, that website, there is an archive of uh, all of our podcasts from the past. Yep. That's an awesome resource. So Ashley, why don't you tell them what we're focusing on today? Oh my gosh. Today is one of my very favorite topics to talk about. And we talk about this um, a lot. And I have a lot of moms that come to me with these questions. And so today we're going to talk about kids how they eat, how to get your kids eating healthy, and we're really going to unpack some awesome information about just where we're at um, in general right now um, with our children and and their diets. That's awesome. You know, this is one of the things that we get very frequently from parents when they start coming into our office and they're really, um, they're looking to make changes when it comes to the health of their family, the, one of the biggest questions we get is, that's awesome, but how do I, sometimes it's how do I get my spouse um, on board, but most <laughs> yeah. of the time it's how yeah. do I get my kids on board and how do I actually get my kids um, changing their nutrition? Right. And we talk about this a lot. Listen, healthy parents create healthy kids. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's some research that I was reading that, that in fact, I, right in front of me, um, there's research shows that parents can have a heavy impact on the amount of fruits and vegetables their kids and adolescents eat simply by eating them themselves. And uh, I just thought that was really, really awesome. But this doesn't, this isn't just food. This is across the board. The healthier um, we are, the healthier our children are going to be. Um, the healthier choices we make, the better choices our kids are going to make. And that's just, um, that's just how it is. Yeah. That's just, I mean, that's just the, that's life that, that is literally how life goes. And one of the crazy parts is, is that, um, when I, I, we talk about this a lot where if you as a parent are fixing a meal for yourself or you're going out to eat and you're ordering food, if you order yourself a hamburger and French fries, there is no way on planet earth that you're going to order your kids broccoli and a chicken breast 
for dinner and they're going to eat that and you're going to sit there and eat a hamburger and french fries in front of them. Yeah. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Like if you have children, you know that, you know, we have a five, seven and two year old. Like I know that every single one of them would be climbing over top of us trying to eat, you know, the junk food yeah, if we absolutely. had that in front of ourselves. And so you, we literally like all of this is leading by example. All of this is creating health within ourselves so that we can pass it down. But there are some really amazing strategies in terms of helping your kids um, become healthier kids. Um, we have a challenge that we're going to talk about um, at the end of this. And then we also, but to, to lay, to lay the groundwork here in 1975, less than 1% of children were obese. So that's, that's 1975. And then here we are, the Guardian in 2017 reported that there are now 124 million obese children worldwide. And that puts us at 5.6% of girls and 7.8% of boys as obese. That number is staggering compared to 1975. Yeah, there's actually a large amount of children that are now um, showing signs of atherosclerosis and clogging of the arteries. Um, the, the stats are just crazy that we're seeing heart disease, uh, implications of potential heart disease forming in kids literally before they're even in their teens. Um, you know, and I don't even think that we have to you know, like we don't even have to quote research for people to understand like ADD, ADHD, that these are becoming such a prevalent problem. And, you know, the reality is so much of this is nutrition related. Um, Absolutely. I think one of the big one of the big things to address is like, how did this happen and how did it go wrong? And um, I, I think that a lot of this went wrong. You know, you go back about 20 or 30 years when we started adding literally adding chemicals to our food supply, that there were chemicals that we never would put in food that now um, there's over 3,000 different chemicals that are called food that were never called food before. Um, they're used in, in like literally not just in the, um, in the production of food, but they're left in the final product that we eat. There's over 10,000 chemicals that are used in manufacturing food. So I think that's a big part of the issue. And then the second part of the issue, and obviously we have to talk about this, is um, that you know Mark Hyman said in uh, What the Heck Should I Eat? that kids consume up to 35 teaspoons of sugar every single day. And that amount, I mean, it's crazy. That's enough to really suppress the immune system and shut it down and keep it from functioning. Um, there was actually a, a study that was done where they actually took blood from people and um, did it before they consumed sugar, and they were able to put, um, you know, a, a pathogen in the blood and see how the immune system reacted to it. And then they had them consume X amount of sugar, and they took the blood again and put a pathogen in there, and they could see that it literally like retarded and paralyzed and damaged the effects of the white blood cells in the immune system. And that's where if you read any of Dr. Sears stuff that right. talks about how the immune system can be suppressed from sugar, that's where that research came from. Which is really, I mean, that's that research is amazing and it's something that we should all take to heart. I don't think that any parent ever, um, you know, I, we, I talked about this uh, earlier this week in our team meeting at work, but um, when you like you and I, you know, we, we, the first time, um, we were pregnant and, you know, we've had a couple miscarriages. And then when we finally had our firstborn son, um, I, I don't think that anybody ever like dreams about and prays for and, and has this beautiful child that they have. And then they think, you know what, I really want to like gunk this kid's life up with 
junk food or, or heart disease yeah. or I, I don't really, you know, I really want to create, I'm going to give birth to this beautiful child. And then I am going to like literally put in this child's life, a struggle with obesity for the rest of his or her life. Yeah. Nobody wants to put that Nobody stumbling block. On that. Nobody sets out on that. Nobody wants to put that stumbling block right in front of their kids. And so how do we get to the point now where, um, you know, we, with our seven year old, uh, any team sports that we go to, it's at the end of it, there's a reward and everybody gets a snack after they've played, you know, ran around for 45 minutes and it's usually gummy bears or it's usually a bag of chips. It's and- almost as bad as the participation trophy, like as bad as the yep. participation trophy has become for creating and like entitlement and like we've done the same thing with nutrition is that like we've gotten into this mindset it's kind of like with adults that some people feel like they have to eat dessert after Mm -hmm. every meal but it's like kids feel like they have to have a snack after a baseball game they have to have this and like you can get in these patterns and i think it all boils down to not being intentional right 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 and so we talk about this and everything. We talk about being intentional in our health and we talk about being intentional in our own nutrition, intentional in exercise and intentional in these other areas. I mean, last week we were talking about being intentional or uh, was it two weeks ago? We were talking about being intentional in our thoughts. Right, right. And um, and so I think even in this and, and you do a really good job of this. So you're you know, I say this a lot that you're just very you're a very intentional parent, that you're intentional when it comes to how you speak to them. You're intentional. Um, I'm going to tell a story. It's not the sexiest story, but one of our kids actually got sick and vomited in the car the other day. <laughs> and I, I do not do well with that. I don't do well with the smell, the sound. Like, I just don't love it. And uh, I'm okay with doing it myself, like, if I'm not feeling right. well, but somebody else, like, it could just hit me over the edge. And so I'm just going to be very uh, truthful is that. I told Ashley, there's no way I can clean this up. Like, like it's not happening. And like the smell was making me want it. And I think you thought I was halfway kidding, but we got home. I unloaded the groceries and you were cleaning up. And what really, um, it kind of half broke my heart. And then half, like I, I like fell in love with you all over again, um, was later that evening when you were telling Hudson what you were thinking about when you were cleaning up and like how you got through cleaning up somebody else's throw up was by thinking about how grateful you were to have him as a child. Yeah. And, um, and so that, that intentionality, that's what I'm talking about. Like you have that strength that you bring into stuff. That's just, I don't well, know. Yeah. I, I mean, we talked about mindset, you know? Yeah. Like we talked about mindset a few weeks ago and like, nobody wants to clean up puke, but if you can think about why you're doing it or you can think about, um, you know, like the, the, just the beautiful child that you have in front of you. Like I'd clean up puke all day long for my, for my kids. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, that that's like, it's the least of things. Um, but yeah, you're, yeah, no, the intentionality behind it. And you know what? I mean, I never want to create, you know, we, I, I mentioned this briefly before, but I think that there are some really critical things that we can talk about that today. There's a few steps um, that we can talk about, but one of them is a a big one that we can hit off um, right off the bat is like thinking about food as the reward and like, and like junk food as the ultimate reward. Right. Or it's like, Hey, we're going to do something special. And that special thing is go get ice cream or, you know, like you just got a great grade. You just got an A or you just got a hundred percent on your spelling test and now I'm going to take you out for a donut. And like, you know, like really, like, I think we do that a lot. I from mean, that a young creates age. problems for adults too. It creates problems for adults. I think that a lot of, a lot of us, and listen, I'm not immune to that, right? Like Neither I like I. to celebrate something with yeah. something delicious. Yeah. I, I think it's a great concept, but I think if we can really um, step back and get very intentional about like 
are we like is are we connecting food to reward yeah. and like is there something else that can be a yeah. reward other than food yeah and ultimately it's not a reward because it doesn't get us in the direction we want to go like it gets our kids being more sick we're more overweight and so we're rewarding ourselves with less of what we actually want long term yeah. For sacrificing for that moment. You know, it's, it's just so good. We're going to go over some really good stuff. We're going to share some more research. Um, we're going to share some more research. We're going to share some of the things that we do. We have three kids. This isn't something I'll, 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 I'll tell you that we were extremely good about it with our first one. We got challenged a little bit with our second one. Now that we have three, sometimes it's just trying to, trying to figure out who, if they've actually eaten yet. <laughs> um, so we understand that par- parents all struggle with this stuff too. So we're going to tell you some of the things that we, some of our, like I believe in, and I know you believe in this, that we believe in like minimum and maximum standards. Right. And so we're going to teach you guys some of our minimum and maximum standards. And then we're going to talk about what are the most important things that you can be getting in, in your child's um, nutrition. And what are some of the big things you have to be focusing on? Because if you're not, um, it's going to end up in, in um, disaster. And then also, like, if you haven't had children yet, there's a great one to listen to. Or if you're a grandparent, oh, let's talk about the grandparents oh. a little bit. Because I think that's a huge piece We of got this. our eyes on you, grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got uh, we got your number. And what's awesome is when parents are doing it right, kids tell on grandparents. Oh, absolutely. So uh, that's that's what we'll be talking through over the next you know forty five minutes. Um, again, if you're looking for care, and, and and I want you to understand that our office is full of kids and healthy, vibrant kids. And uh, as a parent, if you want a healthy child, one of the most important things you can be doing is making sure that that kid's nervous system is functioning well, and that uh, that's just really the key that food matters, that Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine. But he also said, look well to the spine for the cause of disease. And so make sure that those kids' nervous systems are healthy and functioning well. Give us a call at 513-755-3583 if you want healthy, strong kids. You're listening to Align Your Health on WKRC, the talk station. Everybody, welcome back. This is Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Um, we're talking about kids and nutrition and eating habits and just uh, really breaking down some of the problems. We were just talking about grandparents and talking about, you know, how as a parent, you got to set the example. And um, but, you know, there other people sometimes are, are feeding the kids, too. Oh, yeah. You know, this is a big discussion. I mean, schools, daycares, babysitters, grandparents, all the kids that come in, you know, all the people that come in contact um, with our kids in their lives. And you know what? Like, let me just say that um, it's not what you do some of the time. It's what you do all of the time. And just because there might be somebody who comes into your kids' lives or out of your kids' lives, um, you know, on a on a fairly consistent basis that might be making different nutritional choices than you do. There's still something foundational at home that you can set up. There's still a routine at home. There's still there's still lifelong principles that you can help build in your kids. And the amazing thing is, is that the things that we're talking about today, this isn't just for the kids and it's not just for people with kids or the grandparents or, or anything like that. These are foundational principles that if you feel like you are going astray with your nutrition, if you feel like you're not 
you know, like you're just off course. These are principles that you can go back to to build a strong foundation of nutrition. I mean, we we talk about putting them, you know, doing this in children because that's when you build a strong foundation typically. But this is for anyone, any adult, anyone who needs a strong foundational core and how to eat, how to be healthy, how to get your body healing properly. Like these are the principles that we go back to. Absolutely. I mean, these are the same things that we teach patients in our office. I mean, today we were celebrating, actually yesterday, we were celebrating four patients who had lost over 35 to 40 pounds That's awesome. um, yesterday alone. And, you know, it's there's no there's no secrets. It's the same stuff that we teach everyone. And it's just making a commitment and doing the work, um, you know. And so that's, I mean, that's one of the things our average patient in our office, um, even though we're a chiropractic office and we're adjusting people's spines, our average patient loses 10, 15, 20 pounds. We say about 15 pounds on average. Um, but it's just so awesome because we're actually talking to them about their health and about their nutrition. You said there was four different patients that you were celebrating Four yesterday. Yeah. Four yesterday yeah, that have that lost have... 35 to 40 pounds in the last couple of months, 35 to 40 pounds in yeah. the last couple of months. That's incredible. I mean, I, sign me up. Yeah. Sign everybody up for yep. that program. Yep. 35 pounds. So that's 35, 70, 140 pounds. That's like a whole Justin Bieber. <laughs> 140 pounds. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's what. So, so, so I always go back to this story. We have a friend and, you know, the, they shall remain nameless, but we love, we love this couple dearly. And, um, the, uh, the, the mom one time was kind of, buying into or drinking from the Kool-Aid, so to speak. She was buying into what we were talking about, but she had a really good question. It's a question we get so often is, how do I do, how do I get my kids to do this? And, you know, and and you remember the answer I gave her, it was a little harsh. We didn't have kids yet when I gave that answer. So I may have given her a slightly different answer. Um, Nowadays, it would have been a version of the same thing, but probably a little more sensitive. But I think the I think I think it's kind of interesting because I think the uh, the truth of the answer really rang through, which was, you know, the thing I told her was if your kids were capable of making just really good nutrition decisions, then um, God wouldn't have given them parents because they wouldn't have needed them. Right. And um, and even though that may have not landed well, it's the truth that mm-hmm. our job isn't to. Um, appease their taste buds or to give them what they like or or you know one of the things I hear all the time is parents cooking multiple meals for multiple family members you know what I mean like I, right. I make my husband and I this and I make the kids something different like man imagine how exhausting that would be um, and, right. and you know maybe you're a parent who's doing that we, we want to give you some tips and really talk, you know and more we want to just talk about the truth of why you got to get away from that so that was one thing we we told her. And then the other thing is like, you know, I think we were blessed to have started off with especially with um, you know, with our oldest of getting him eating uh, you know, well and eating nutritionally right out of the gate. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and not introducing sugar into his diet until he was you know, I think well over a year, he might have even been two years old before. Um, yeah. So let's talk to that. Let's talk to parents, new parents who are say going from breastfeeding to um, getting kids eating. Uh, I know you, one of your favorite books was super nutrition for babies. Yes. I love that book. You can get it on Amazon. Check it out. And then I know you also read some Sandy Fallon, like nourishing traditions. Sally Fallon. Yep. Yep. I loved, um, 
I love, you know, I, I think uh, Super Nutrition for Babies is a real compilation of the, the work that Sally Fallon did in Nourishing Traditions and a lot of the Weston A. Price material um, that has come out. So if you're familiar, you know, if you're if you're deep into the into the rabbit hole of holistic nutrition, then those names will sound familiar to you. Um, and they really did a great compilation of that. And, and it really starts at, you know, six months and inter- with introduction of food, seven months introduction with food and, and you know, things like that. But, um, you know, for for everybody that doesn't have those um, that's a, I mean, honestly, and we'll put that up on our, um, on our Facebook page, check out, um, Dr. Ryan Berlin on Facebook and we'll, we'll put up some of those resources that we talk about here. Um, but you know, for those, for those people that aren't looking at, you know, infant stage babies and, and introductions of food there, um, I think that one of the, the big things that, um, the number one thing that we could talk about is really cleaning up your sources of protein. Yeah. Right. If you're going to start somewhere, that is absolutely where you have to start. Yeah. And, and what and what's interesting is most people. So actually, that's what one of the things that Super Nutrition for Babies talked about was not necessarily um, starting off with vegetables. People do peas and vegetables in the side. Right. But they actually started off on protein sources. Liver meat. Yeah. And yep. actually organ meats, organ meats and yep. how to prepare those. But that becomes very important. Um, also, soft boiled eggs. So if you're going to do like an egg or if you're going to do... Um, an animal meat of some sort and make a puree out of it. Uh, what Ashley is speaking to is something called biotoxic accumulation, where if you eat, um, you know, so uh, uh, let's just call it a, let's, for even numbers, let's call it a pound, right? Like if you're eating right. a pound of um, green beans, there's only so many chemicals that could potentially be sprayed on that pound of green beans. But if you're eating a pound of meat, that animal had to eat tens of thousands of pounds of you know, chemically treated stuff or whatever. So if you're going to buy something organic, buying animal meat organic would be the most important thing because the exposure is so much more to you because of the exposure to the animal. And, um, and so number one, buying organic, but number two, buying pasture raised. That is a beautiful explanation of biotoxic accumulation. Because just hearing that phrase, I think it's a very questionable to a lot of people. I love the way that you just broke that down. It was very understandable. Thanks. I only break it down like 30 times a week probably. <laughs> um, well, you every, do excellent. Every time we do a, a nutrition <laughs> talk. and um, No, but I, yeah, I mean, you, you have to be able to explain like, you know, and break that down for people that, yeah. you know, you're only going to eat so much, so many vegetables in one sitting, but you're going to eat, you know, a half a pound of maybe animal meat that that animal had to eat thousands, thousands, thousands and thousands of pounds. And if that what it was eating was being sprayed with chemicals, if that animal has been given hormones, if that animal has been given antibiotics, then now your exposure is what the entire lifetime of that animal's exposure was versus that green bean only got so much. on. And I'm not saying that. You know, in general, pesticides, you want to eat any of them, but you want to start with animal meat first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody needs to eat. So we started with some animal meat with the kids, like liver and and some organ meats. And then we actually did um, some egg and stuff like that. But actually, some of the the egg allergies and things like that are because kids don't get exposed early enough. Right. And they already start developing some, uh, you know, immune uh, immunity. Um, And then, and then, uh, the other thing that we started introducing is we didn't – most people make the mistake with kids when they're feeding them initially of feeding them all the sweet things first. Like the first oh, like vegetable is usually what? First vegetable? Oh, like a carrot? Carrots. Yeah, like mashed carrots. And carrots. Yeah, um, just you know, There's nothing wrong with carrots, but they're the higher sugar content food. Right. And then banana, that's always a go-to, right? Banana. Yep. Or they, people start using peaches and like there's not – 
all, there's nothing much sweeter than peaches or even banana when it comes right, to fruits. Right. Like those are two of the most sugar dense fruits and bananas are loaded. Like there's starch and, and sugar. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that there's not positive benefits to them, but if you don't want your kids to develop a sugar addiction at a young age, yep. then those are not the first foods you want to be feeding them. You want to be feed like, so Hudson's first foods or our kids' first foods were, um, asparagus, I believe we would cook asparagus. And, uh, and because that, when you, when you cook it, it's, very easy to make soft or puree or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of, we, we, yeah. Lots of greens. Lots of greens. Lots of things that you could just chop up into little tiny avocado you know, bite size. We did a lot of, you know, what they would term baby led weaning um, now, where a baby can just pick it up with their fingers and tiny little bites and, and consume it that way. Yep. So, yeah, no, those are, those are amazing examples. We, uh, we, I remember, I remember avocado, like the kids ate avocados like they were going out of style. I remember oh we had avocados in the house like crazy. And then I, and I remember we were actually purposefully introducing bitter vegetables mm-hmm. earlier before introducing sweeter things later on. And and we would and we were very careful, even when we did introduce sweeter things, to be mixing in some of the bitter vegetables with it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep. You stick, you stick, you still have to consume those bitter vegetables. Um, but I'm telling you when your kids literally think that you cook a carrot and it's tastes like carrot cake to them, but it's really just a carrot. Like, you know, that their palate that they've developed is, um, it's definitely, definitely different than, you know, So from infancy or even being a toddler, the foundation is so critical. Now here's the thing. If you got it wrong, if your kids are older, that doesn't mean it can't be turned around. Nope. That, that just means it's going to take more effort. Um, and not to say that it didn't take effort when they're young, like some kids, I remember Hudson, I'll tell the story about, um, him that when we were at North star cafe eating in Columbus (laughs) that one time, and we we used to bring his food for him everywhere we went. And so you always had like a little container of like peas or whatever. And, um, and so I think this was the first time we were trying out peas Yep, yep. and, uh, and I think I think that he was old enough too, where he was starting to eat some solid foods. And I think we had maybe some sweet potato fries, or we had something like that with our own meal. We had something that we gave him to, and we yeah. had given him to him. And then we put his peas on the tray with him. <laughs> and I remember looking over, and like one by one, he was just picking up a pea. He would he put it in his mouth, and he would pull it out of his mouth, and then he would like look over and just like drop it. He didn't even want it on his plate. He would drop it on the floor. Yeah. And then I remember the next thing was he looked all over the plate, and he was like. All right, there's another one, and it went right on the floor. And there's yep, another one, yep. and it went right on the floor. <laughs> and he just decided, like in that moment, yep. I don't like peas. I don't like peas. Yep. And so that's not what we're talking about. We're not yeah. talking about like having a preference. Like we all have yeah. preference. And our kids, we've always told our kids, they they all get to pick out one or two vegetables that they just don't like. I mean, we as adults have things that like, I just don't like that. It's a vegetable. I just don't like it. I try to eat it every now and then, but like, I don't like it. And guess what? They're allowed to not like something yep. and not yep. eat it. That's okay. Yep. Like, it's totally okay. And all of our kids have something that, you know, none of our kids are big zucchini fans. They just don't really like it that much. Okay? What you're yeah. not allowed to not like, though, is you're not allowed to pick a group like okay. vegetables <laughs> like and say, I don't salad. like vegetables. Yep. I don't like vegetables. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, here's the reality. If you don't like vegetables... Or your kids don't like vegetables, and this is going to sound harsh, but the reality is, if you don't like vegetables, you better learn to like cancer. If you don't like vegetables, you better learn to like being sick. If you don't like vegetables, you better learn to like ADD or ADHD or like those. Like, unfortunately, it's true, and that's harsh, but that's the truth. Like, so sometimes we have to have those really harsh comments to kind of jolt us because that's the reality. Like, we get parents saying, you know, "My, my kids don't like to eat vegetables. Well then you better get used to them being 
sick because that's just what's going to end up happening if uh, if they don't if they don't learn to like them. It's absolutely true. Yeah, learning to like them, <laughs> and that's that's I think that's the next thing to really talk about is yep. is how do you how, now how do you make that next leap? How do you bridge that gap? How do you how do you move um, towards that? So if you're needing help with this, you know I will tell you that. Uh, that a lot of times the, these things, a lot of times when kids don't like this stuff or they're part of it's their food, but sometimes also we, we find out that they have sensory related issues, that there's right. actually sensory dysfunction. And that's where chiropractic care can be so critical is that we, we help kids and we help parents overcome a lot of these sensory issues because it's the nervous system that regulates that. And when there's interference in the upper part of the neck, it's amazing how kids have more sensory preference or dislikes and things like that. So again, you know, just give you guys my office number is 513-755-3583. If you have one of those kids, picky eater, um, texture-based eater, and you're looking for um, help, uh, chiropractic is something you got to look into because it could potentially be the nervous system. So uh, we'll be, you know, more, more coming up about just how to help change gears with the kids uh, on Align Your Health. This is 55 KRC, the talk station. I feel glorious, glorious, got a chance to start again. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin on 55 KRC, the talk station. You're listening to Align Your Health, and we're talking about healthy eating habits, especially for children, or let's call them little adults, little people, because really that's what it, we're talking about. We're talking about healthy eating in general, but we're talking about how how you know the early years can set us up for success later on in life and that really our job as parents is to set our kids up for man we had this conversation just the other day where we were talking to one of our children and said our job as parents is not to make you happy oh our job is yep. to make sure you grow up and you're not a little brat our job is to make sure you you are a well functioning god loving healthy adult right that right. our job is not Right. To make sure you're happy all the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not a carnival cruise director. I'm not <laughs> I'm not here to entertain you and make sure you're happy and make sure that all of the events are lined up for your life um, all the time. No, it's yeah. Yeah. No, our, our you know what? What? I, I, and that's that's huge. I mean, we have a lot of conversations about like just foundationally speaking, what like what is our goal? What's our end goal with our kids? Yeah. And yeah. Like, like, listen, like we want, we want our kids to grow up and be exactly what you said, strong, healthy, happy, God fearing members of society that contribute, um, something wonderful to this world. And we still and want them to like us too. We still want to be friends. Like, yeah, when they're <laughs> adults, like we want to, we want, we still want to go on vacation with them. We still want to be friends with them. We still, you know, we still want all those things for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely not like if we, if we gave in to every time they asked for a snack or a dessert or a, you know, like whatever it would, it would definitely be bad news. So, you know, you, you don't have to look far to see why we went wrong. If you look at the food pyramid, the whole base of the food pyramid, the, the uh, USDA food pyramid is literally grains. And I mean, I, everyone listening right now, you guys know that if you like, so if you ate most of your diet in bread, like you're going to get fat, like everyone right. knows that. And uh, I mean, some of us like walk by a pizza and gain a few pounds. Yeah. Um, let alone eating the vast majority of servings, five to eight servings. But this is interesting. This is out of the um, BDA, which is the Association of U- UK Dietitians. And uh, on this on this sheet, it's a fat food fact sheet, healthy eating for children. 
So they talk about how children need regular meals and snacks to get their calories, blah, blah, blah. And it says the first thing, and they talk about eating as a family, how important it is. But the first thing they recommend, they say nutrients children need are found in the four main food groups. And number one, they say that kids should be offered every day. Each meal should be based on food from this group. And it's bread, rice, potatoes, pasta, and other starchy foods, which is literally the like the last other than sugar it's the last thing your kid needs yeah like they literally don't contrary to popular belief they actually don't need grains yep they actually don't need grains that they they through healthy fats vegetables and um and proteins they can get everything they need and they do not need whole grains they can get their b vitamins through uh, through proteins, they can get um, all, all those, a lot of those fibronutrients, uh, phytonutrients, and, and fiber and stuff from vegetables. But they like, like that. That is the worst advice. Yes, and another issue on the food pyramid has always been that fruits and vegetables are lumped together. Like, like how many times have you heard? Have you seen on there? You know, grains, pasta, rice, the the bottom big portion, and then the next, you know. On up the pyramid, they say you need your fruits and vegetables. And then people feel like they can look at that category of food and say, okay, well, I ate my fruit today. So here's a check mark on the box of fruits and vegetables. No, fruits and vegetables are two very different categories. Like vegetables are are a foundational category for us. And then fruits really, like really in reality, um, we have a different food pyramid that we have in our office. And and the reality of it is that um, on the very top of that food pyramid, when we talk, look at natural uh, sweeteners and then followed by root vegetables as something that's, you know, very sweet. um, Fruit is right under that. Fruits are the top of the pyramid um, in terms of, you know, things that you should be consuming or things that are have um, moderately high fat to high fiber, moderate protein and, you know, like low sugar consumption. And we we stock. uh, So our kids eat lots of apples because they tend to be lower glycemic index and they eat lots of berries. Mm-hmm. Um, because those are lower glycemic index, and that's what the Max Living uh, Advance Plan really calls for, which is uh, it allow or the, uh, sorry, the uh, core plan allows for lots of berries and uh, the Granny Smith apples and some of those lower glycemic index fruits. Um, we don't really have a a hard stop on you know fruit in our house. We actually have we keep quite a bit of fruit around our house, but that is the treat. That is the snack. Like our kids don't get fruit roll ups. No. They don't get. Uh, you know, fruit, uh, what, what, what am I thinking of? Fruit snacks. They don't get any of that stuff. Fruit is like, if they, if they get a treat or a snack as a treat, it's fruit. Um, and, and so there's certain ones that they have access, like apples. They can have apples as much as they want. They can have berries, um, as, as much as we can afford. And then, <laughs> uh, and then outside of that, there are fruits that are literally treats and that they eat more like, you know, for desserts, like I know one of, one of our kids just loves plums, and so like a plum is an after dinner yep. treat for him. But you know, it, 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 you you'd be blown away if you can get your kids. And this is one of the things that we need to talk about right now: if we, getting them away from sugar and how to do it. But once you get them away from sugar, um, how they actually learn to love the sweetness that's in naturally sweet things. Yeah, um, I mean, give your own t- t- give your own taste buds a reset. You know, it's it's amazing how many. I was just having this conversation um, two days ago uh, with a group of women, and they were like, "Oh, I I ate clean for five days, and you know, didn't see any change in my body or any weight loss or you know, any change in fatigue or anything like what that." What that means is that you ate really crappy for three hundred and sixty days, and five of them you ate 
clean and then you expected your body to turn around in five days. Right. Exactly. And and also I might lay in front of you the argument that I don't think these days a lot of people really understand what eating clean really means. And so if 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 I say, hey, try to eat clean or clean up your diet for, you know, five days straight and in your head, um, you're immediately questioning, well, what should I like? What is that? What should I eat then? What, what, what does that, what does a meal look like then? What does my yeah. nutrition plan look like then? If there's something, if there's a question mark that comes up in your mind, when you think about that, um, reach out to us. We have great resources for that, that we can, you know, point you in that direction. And inside of our office, we have, um, you know, what you've, what you've mentioned before in those max living core plans, um, the advanced plan for those that are in a disease state or in a, um, in a state where they'd like to lose weight because getting healthy, the byproduct of getting healthy is losing weight. I've said that for years and years and years. That's what it's. You, the goal isn't weight loss. It's the byproduct of getting healthy. And I think that's one of the reasons why some of our patients become lifelong patients and we become their primary, you know, their primary care practitioner is because they come into our office initially with a complaint, right? They come in with neck pain. They come in with back pain. They come in with, I don't know, maybe their kid's having headaches or whatever. And then they stay because we're the only doctor to ever help them with nutrition. We're the only doctor to teach them how to properly exercise um, and how to do it effectively and efficiently. We're the only doctor to put a nutritional plan in front of them. We're the only doctor to uh, coach them on what supplements to be taken or not to be taken. So even though most people do come into our office, I would say the vast majority come in through a referral from a friend or family member. Um, but the ones that come in, like from the show, from the radio show, that'll come in from um, you know, neck pain, back pain, or come in because they heard us talk about, you know, anxiety or ADD or ADHD or something like that. And then they come in. But the reason why they stay is because we're the only doctor to not only tell them to lose weight or tell them that they, you know, actually, we don't even tell them. We do a reeval where one of the questions is, what is your current weight? What is your goal weight? Mm -hmm. And if there's a discrepancy there, we go, do you want help with this? And they go, yep. And then we go, okay, so Here's what we're going to work on. Here's here's the book I want you to read. Here's the nutrition plan I want you to follow. And let's set a goal. And then we put something like, you know, like the 30-day challenge we're talking about we're going to post on um, Facebook. We put something like that in front of them and give them tools and resources to use. And so, you know, if you're listening right now and you want some help with that, you want some help with your kids, that's just one of the advantages of being a patient in our office that our average patient's coming in, getting adjusted maybe weekly, maybe every other week, but it's the relationship that the chiropractic adjustments are boosting their health and are keeping the, and, and how is it boosting their health? It's actually, it's not, it's not by magic. We're removing interference to their nervous system by adjusting the segments of the spine, getting the nervous system functioning like it's supposed to be. And then we just teach them the other essentials in that uh, five essentials care that we do. So um, if you're interested in that type of relationship with a doctor and, and to be spending you know, your time and your energy and your finances towards getting healthier and not just um, treating sickness, then the number is 513-755-3583. I want to I talk about, all right, so you have kids, you've done it wrong, you've messed up, uh, you've fed them the wrong way. Uh, for Now they're 7, 8, 9, 10, maybe 14 years old. How do you change that? Well, so the first thing is how would you change your own nutrition if you realize you need to course correct? You make up your mind. You make a decision and you you make it hard for you to do the thing that you have been needing to move away from. So the first thing is for all parents, all kids, is you sit down and you have a dialogue with them. Mm -hmm. You tell them it's going to be changing and you explain to them that, um, that this is a decision you're making and, and it's going to be challenging, but we're not, we're not going down that road anymore. So um, if you know that sugar has been an issue, you keep candy in the house or they eat uh, 
tricks or count chocula for breakfast every morning or uh or whatever whatever that looks like um you just stop doing that and uh and then and then the next thing is you got to start putting in the right stuff. So the first thing is, if you want to know how to go about doing this right, the first thing is you got to get rid of the wrong stuff. Right. And the second piece is you got to start putting in the right stuff. Right. Um, that's, that's absolutely, that's absolutely. And then, and then the next, the next part that we go through is that we were gradual. So we're not, you know, like, like we don't see, um, most of our patients and most of the people that are making these changes in their life, they're not, you know, getting a happy meal from McDonald's one day for their kids. And then the next day they've emptied out their entire um, pantry and now they're eating nothing but green smoothies and kale for breakfast, right? These are, these changes can be gradual, right? And so we're, we're trying out new foods. We're trying to figure out as a family, what's our new normal? What are, what are the things that we enjoy to eat? Um, We're, we're cooking, we're trying, we're cooking together as a family. Um, Yeah. So, so I think those are some cool things is number one, letting the kids go through, like, first of all, it's kind of like a, so it's kind of like God does this with us. I think like we talk about free will, but the reality is like, it's kind of like parents, you open up your closet and there's all these clothes in there. And any day as a kid, you can pick what you want to wear, but who put the clothes in the closet? Right? right, your parents bought the clothes. So the same thing is like let the kids pick out a few meals, but you pick out what recipes they're picking from. Right, mm-hmm. so like give them give them the choice of ten or fifteen recipes. You know, there's going to be one or two that they're going to lean towards. Um, that's fine. Throw one in. You know, lob them one and let them like let's make some chicken tenders at home or let's you know let's do right. something. Right. But let them pick the recipe because number one that gets them interested. Yep. Right. Um, let them. I would say like as as a family sit down and, and uh, talk about. Uh, what vegetable are we going to try this week as a family? Right. Right. Um, how about getting the kids cooking with you? Yeah. So we do that. What did we do? Uh, what did we do on Sunday together as a family? We are, we always juice together. Every Sunday and usually every Thursday, we juice together as a family. So we actually make vegetable juice. And uh, our middle child asked us the other day why we always make salad juice. <laughs> <laughs> and why we can't make fruit juice. And we had to explain to him because fruit has a lot of sugar in it. When you remove the fiber, it's just too much sugar. So yeah. we put a little bit of fruit in our salad juice. <laughs> but, uh, and what was cool about when we're juicing with the kids is that um, is that when we're juicing that, uh, you know, we're chopping up all the vegetables. So we're chopping up cucumbers. Right. And what else do we have in there? Uh, kale. Kale, cucumbers, peppers. Carrots. Carrots. Uh, we put a little mint in there. I think some ginger. Yep. But we're chopping up all this. It was funny as I remember our youngest going, can I have a cucumber? Yep. And then a few minutes later, middle one's going, can I have a carrot? And they're not talking about putting it in the juicer. They're like eating it raw as we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is like if you were just to like bust out cucumbers when they're like, I want a snack and you bust out a cucumber, cut them off a slice. That's no. probably not going to suffice. <laughs> like, but, no, give me a real snack. <laughs> but because we're in the midst of this activity. Yep. And it's there, and they see dad and mom doing it and having a bite. Like They're more apt. In fact, I remember that our middle one wouldn't even drink the vegetable juice Mm-mm. until he participated in the act of juicing. Yep, yep. Man, all right. So we're going we're gonna to wrap up uh, in the next segment with uh, just some awesome tools and tips, um, some things to be focused on with nutrition, and just keep having this dialogue. And then we're going to finish up with uh, the 30-day challenge and walk you guys through that. And you'll be able to find that on our Facebook page at, uh, you know, go to Dr. Ryan um, 
uh, on Facebook. I have a personality page there. And uh, we'll get to that in just a few minutes on 55KRC Detox Station. Yeah, I love that line in the uh, song right there. This is Dr. Ryan on 55 KRC, the talk station. But that line talks about this. Uh, you looked at me like you were surprised I was <laughs> not in- introing. But that you, we have a chance to start again. I feel glorious, glorious. I got a chance to start again. And for some of you guys, that's what this is. It's starting in anew. And um, and really, you know, I, I uh, we had a friend show us a video of his kid um, they were making him eat, and it wasn't even like a vegetable. It was like a, it's like a ham sandwich or something else that we wouldn't even necessarily feed our kid. But he's trying to get his kid eating this, and the kid's putting up such a fight, and literally makes him take a bite that the kid's like over the sink and like spitting it out. And I go, what? So what does he eat? And he goes, he'll eat ketchup, he'll eat white cheese, and he'll eat, uh, and I think it was like some sugary cereal, and that's all he'll eat. Oh, and and then macaroni and cheese and like the sugary cereal. And I, I know some of you are like, you know, you're in, you're thinking what I'm thinking, but there's some parents out there that really have struggled with this because they were never made to eat well, and they then they never they, they never had this. But I'm I'm just I want to I want to go back to this one more time. Is that you're you're setting your kids' health up for success or failure? Yep. And so I mean, and I really mean that, like health success or health failure. And by health failure, we mean disease. And so it's just so critical that if you know you're not doing this right, you have to stop. Like you have to, you have to course correct. You have to um, turn around and, and and turn this thing around and change it. And so you have to. And we're we're becoming we're getting to the point where we're one to two generations removed from anybody who actually cooks in their own home. There are kids. There are parents right now raising children who have never seen anyone cook inside their own home. They don't know how to cook meals. And that's, that's the state that we're getting to. And there are going to be kids that are going, that that are young right now that are growing up in this generation that are going to be 40 years old. And they're going to literally turn around to their parents. If their parents are still alive and say, why didn't you draw a line in the sand and say, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing what everybody else does. I'm not going to McDonald's. I'm not going to Chick-fil-A. I'm not taking the easy thing. I'm not signing you up for 152 sports, running around with our chickens, you know, like chickens with our heads cut off and, and doing every activity under the sun. Meanwhile, like loading you up with garbage as food, as your fuel for your body. I'm like, no, I'm drawing a line in the sand. And I'm doing something different. I'm right, creating so that, a different schedule. I'm creating a different meal plan in our house. Like I'm doing it different. So that's a good. So, all right. So this is good. What are some of our hard lines in our in our nutrition in our 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 nutrition you and I's and our nutrition for our children in our house? So what are some absolute we do not do that? Um, I mean we do not go to fast food. Uh, honestly, n- never. Our kids no. have eaten a Chick Fil A I think once or twice because a family member brought them through there. But you or I have never ever taken them through a fast food restaurant. Nope. Ever. Um, another one is we don't keep candy in the house. Nope. No candy. No candy at all. Um, no, no, like we don't do traditional snack foods. Our kids don't know. They've never had an animal cracker. A, um, they don't, they don't get, they never got cheddar bunnies when they were no. infants and they don't get fruit snacks currently. We don't like, we just don't keep that stuff in the house. Yeah. 
or like or like a traditional Dorito or a Cheeto or, you know, you know, our seven year old went to a birthday party where they passed out Cheetos and he literally said, Mom, what is this? It's it's orange and has dust on it. And I was like, oh, that's a that's a Cheeto. Another hard stop for us is no pop. Right. We've never had pop in the house. Yep. The kids have had a Zevia once or twice at a birthday party. Yep, and occasionally um, as a treat. And that's would, a brand that's a right. stevia-based soda that's no sugar in it. Right. Um, and, and so they've had that. Now, it's not to say that our kids have never had ice cream. It's not to say that they've never had treats. But those are things that we we reserve for special occasions, and we don't frequently keep that stuff in right. the house. Right. We don't have and, that stuff in the house. And so you and I, like, it's pretty easy. We don't drink pop. We don't eat ice cream because we don't keep it in the house. Right. And then it's a conscious decision if we're going to ever do it. Fast food, it's just like we just that's that's just a hard stop. We don't we just never have done it. Yeah, those are hard stops. But then there's also a lot of fun things that we've done and we and we do. And yeah. there's there's wonderful for some of you. This might sound like you don't ever want to come by our house. And, and well, we have so I'll be, so we have a neighbor. We have right. a neighbor, and both both um, husband and wife have. Have, have looked up to us for nutrition stuff and they maybe asked some questions and um, you and his, and his wife have been working out together. He and I uh, play some sports and work out together. And so they, they've kind of looked at guidance and like, I think when they first came over our house, saw our pantry and saw our fridge, they thought we were weird. Right. And thought we were aliens. We and, are weird though. Yeah, we so are it's little, fine. Yeah. And that, <laughs> so there's a principle is we teach our kids that we're weird. We teach right. our kids that we are different and we're called to be different. We teach our kids that you don't, like, if you want the results that everybody else is getting, then you do what everyone else is doing. But if you want different results in your health or your life, you have to do different things. Um, but that family now, it's almost become, especially in the summer, a weekly tradition that they like to come over and eat at our house. Right. Like, almost weekly. Right. Because they they just love a lot of the food that we cook. And their Absolutely. kids, all three of their kids have started trying things that their parents are blown away when they come over that they never would have tried because the rest of the food we make is so good that their kids are now starting to try other vegetables and try things and, and, and their parents are like, wow, they never would have had that. Right. And you'd be surprised as a parent what your kids will try to eat that's outside of the things that you're like, oh, no, 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 my kid doesn't, you know, my kid doesn't eat anything green. You know, we, we went to a wedding one time and we got seated next to a couple that we didn't know. And the gentleman, um, the salads all got passed out and the gentleman said, oh, I don't eat any vegetables. So I'm, if anybody wants my salad, you can have it. And Ryan, you definitely reached over and ate his salad for I him. stole a salad. But you did, you did <laughs> eat a salad, but you also did, uh, you were the wrong person to tell that you don't eat any vegetables too, because yeah, you guys ended up talking for a while that night but but no i mean there, listen there's just things that you you do you know you you don't want you don't want to to raise the kid who grows up and says no i 100% don't eat anything green or i don't eat vegetables you know so so you, and you'd be surprised when your your kids will actually venture outside of those things if you're not proclaiming them proclaiming that thought over them or that or that you know space that oh my kid doesn't eat you know x y or z um you'd be surprised at what they what they try Another principle that we have um, that we've been talking a lot about lately is letting our kids decide if and when they're hungry. Yeah. So this I, I was going to ask. I was, I'm glad you're going into this because these are some unconventional things that we are, are doing a little bit more of. And a lot of it stems from our own research and our own uh, leaning into things like intermittent fasting and understand that everyone, um, even on a genetic basis, is is different. And so, you know, like how many of you as adults sat down, you go out to eat with someone and you're just not that hungry or sometimes you're, you're hungry and somebody else isn't. And like you go down and to think that everyone's hungry at exactly the same time when we have different energy expenditures and different, you know, everything. 
So for you to like kids sit down and like, all right, you have to eat like whatever. Like if your kids don't eat, like there, there's, there's, there's a little bit of leeway here. Explain, explain how you've been incorporating this. Right. And so, um, you know, I've learned a lot. I've been studying a lot with, um, some coaches lately. And, and when you take a look, like just even outside of what we're doing here in America, when you take a look at, um, even back to the, like, I'm talking ancient Roman empire, the idea that everyone has to eat three meals a day is actually a relatively new concept. It's less than a hundred years old. Right. It's less than a hundred years old. I mean, it's not, that's not how people, People have always lived. Traditionally speaking, we've seen a lot of cultures that um, have really didn't, you know, would incorporate and in Roman times, they would incorporate one large meal. Like they would have like a big, huge lunch and, and you would con- you were considered a glutton if you ate outside of that one huge meal of the day. Then there's a lot of civilizations who have had, um, you know, something where they ate, uh, they ate something around around waking and then around sleeping. Um, or there's, there's been a lot of different cultures who have, who have had, um, literally where they, where they woke and rose and, you know, worked the fields or the farms or whatever they were doing, and then would come in for lunch, um, you know, like a midday meal, and then they would have an evening meal, but really two meals a day has been really, you know, something that's throughout history, what most people have been eating. So, you know, um, I think that there's been, there's something that we have developed habitually speaking that, um, you know, I've been talking to my friends lately, I've been asking them, um, when you eat breakfast, are you usually hungry? And, and, and we've been paying attention to that more lately. And I've been paying attention to myself more lately where when I wake up in the morning, if I'm not hungry, I'm not eating breakfast. I'm not hungry. Like there are receptors in my body that are going to tell me when I need food and, and I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take stuff with me if I'm going to work or, or if I'm going to be on the road or if I'm going to be with the kids, you know, I might, I might pack some things with me to where, when I get to the point where I'm hungry, I'll eat it. Um, but just because it's, you know, 7am doesn't mean it's time to eat automatically. Um, really listening, listen to our bodies and listen to those cues of when are we actually hungry? When are our kids actually hungry? And if our kids sit down and we give them some, you know, um, I love what you were talking about. I'll let you kind of walk through this example of how you build your child's plate for their meal. Yeah, so I, I I made this mistake, and I was actually just reading about this recently, and it's changed how I've been looking at this. But um, so I'm the type that if I go through like a salad bar, I'm gonna have like my plate is gonna be piled as high as you can physically <laughs> get anything on it. You know, like me at a buffet is like one plate for salad piled up to the top, you know, like stuff's <laughs> like falling off as I'm walking away, and then the other plate has as much protein as I can possibly get on it, as many vegetables as I can get on it, blah, blah. and that was how I use, I use. I've actually been dialing it back a lot in my own nutrition. I've been doing more intermittent fasting, and I've been eating less at meals. And I'm actually kind of fascinated with this whole idea of like how little we actually can get by on calorically. I think it's kind of interesting that how amazing our bodies are. But I was thinking about so many of us um, as adults don't have a healthy relationship with food and then we put together our kids plate at our meal and we like put all this food on there and then we're like oh you got to eat all this and make sure you finish your plate and eat your vegetables and we're like setting them up for failure so one of the things i've been trying to do lately is i've actually been trying to put less food on their plate than what i think they're going to eat and what and so it gives me here's what it does so you guys got to remember as parents part of our job is to be smarter than them Right. Part of our job <laughs> is to to to, to one up them with our wits because we've been around longer. And so when we when we when we set ourselves up for failure and set them up for failure by putting all this food on their plate, um, 
like that's just what it's going to happen is is like that's when you get in the fight and they're there for 20 minutes not wanting to finish their food and you're telling them they don't get this if they don't finish their food or they're going to go to bed hungry or whatever so i just like reverse engineer and what you do is you like take the plate put less on there than what you think they're going to eat make them ask for more and then when they ask for more you can negotiate with them and say yeah you can have more of the homemade chicken tenders that we had but you got to eat some you gotta, you gotta have a little bit more of the uh, asparagus too. You gotta eat that first, and then you can have some more of the chicken tenders. Yep. And if they really, and most of them, they really want this other thing. So it's weird, but like giving them less, not more. Yep. Right. And I'm like, uh, like, how simple is that? <laughs> and why didn't I think of that? Why did I have to read that in a book somewhere? Like, how stupid <laughs> can you be sometimes as a parent? But like. And and I like, but that's it. And it's us too. And like, we're learning this stuff with you guys. And the reason we're sharing this is like, I feel like we've done really good with some things. And we have friends who look up to us. We have patients who look up to us and we got him in the right direction. But at the same time, you know, we like our kids didn't come with a manual. And so we like, I, I, I feel like we had thought about some of this ahead of time by, you know, taking care of families in our office. But some of the stuff was learning as we went as well. You know, ultimately, we are responsible for the food that's in our house. You know, I mean, that's that's like that's really like the the ultimate the end of it is that we have to model it ourselves and we're responsible for the food that comes into our homes and we're responsible for the food that we're feeding our kids. And so at the end of the day, um, just accepting that responsibility is one of the biggest things that we can do. So the next 30 days aren't just about you. They're about the ones you care for the most, which is your family and your children. Um, So we're going to do a challenge that'll help you navigate all the pitfalls of health, misinformation, so you and your family can really achieve real lasting health together. So um, before you begin this 30-day challenge, you're going to you know, read some rules. We have a packet put together for you. Um, we want you to follow the plan as exactly as it's laid out. If possible, that's great. If you complete all the action steps, um, you know, in, in one evening, that's fine too. But you, we want you to go through these steps and try to incorporate all of them. Um, there's a kitchen makeover. There is uh, just understanding the, the plan, the food plan, and starting to try out some of the um, recipes and, 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 and then incorporating um, this into your lifestyle over the next week. So we're going to put this on, again, on our Facebook page. And so you can go to um, look up Dr. Ryan Berlin on Facebook, and you'll be able to find our Facebook page. It's um, And you'll see, uh, you'll know you're at the right one because there's a picture of Ashley and I on the uh, radio. And uh, we just look forward to hearing. Please uh, you know, leave us a message and let us know uh, how the challenge went. Um, if you're interested in establishing a relationship in our office and getting checked or getting your family checked under chiropractic care, give us a call at um, 513-755-3583. And then until next week, you guys, we just enjoyed, uh, enjoyed spending this hour with you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon on 55KRC, the talk station.